Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. There is a lot of excitement behind the scenes today. Llewellyn. Yes. <laughs> do you want to tell us why? Not the big thing at the end, just your big thing. Um, yeah, my big thing in that I think I just convinced my roommates to go to New York with me. Yay! <laughs> and honestly, it, it wasn't even me convincing. It was just me saying, like, this needs to happen in the next two months for a reason. And they were like, well, we need to experience you witnessing Broadway. So I think we need to make it happen. So, yeah, give us the reasons. What news has transpired yeah, since we oh last recorded? Gosh. So since we last recorded, granted, one of them is old piece of news. Um, it came out last month, but I just sure. didn't see it. Um, yeah. So for those of you who love Broadway and all of the stuff right. like this is for you, this is for you. And if it's me. not your thing. Give us like a minute. <laughs> yeah, maybe five. Um, <laughs> Perfect. No, so yesterday I was I was just trying. I've been trying to listen to more like Broadway stuff just because I miss like theater in general. And so I was listening through some different things and like reading some stuff on Instagram. And there's been a video floating around of Aaron Tveit. If any of you know who that is, you're amazing because he's amazing. Um <laughs> He played, he played, uh, he was in Next to Normal. He was in Catch Me If You Can. He was in, oh, I'm blinking on the, another big one. He was on Wicked for a while. Um, he's a big name. I love um, Wicked. He recently did Grease live when they did that on ABC or whatever channel. Fox. I think Fox did him. He was mm-hmm. Danny in that. Um, if So there's a bunch of things. Anyways, he, in 2019, they reprised, or not reprised, they created Moulin Rouge the musical um, based on the movie, but like mm-hmm. I read about it today, they like um, revamped it with like more modern music. Um, mm. Which, if you haven't heard the soundtrack, I like literally benched it like five times today. Go listen to it. Um, anyways, I read an article yesterday as I was like, I'm so sidetracked. I started with saying there's a video of him, a reel going around of him singing the song. Um, Tango de la Roxanne and it's so freaking good if you haven't seen it google it um, and so I, I was like I have to know more about this I need to look at it and I happened to stumble upon an article that Playbill wrote that said he would be reprising his role as Christian in Moulin Rouge for 12 weeks starting Tuesday the 17th um, of January through April like 11th or whatever 12 weeks is so I immediately messaged Leanne <laughs> and I said, this needs to happen because I, he is like the top of my, but he is the top of my bucket list, like performer I want to see on Broadway. And um, I, I did look at like, we talked, the girls and I talked about Moulin Rouge while we were there. We were yeah. like, if we would get have to seen a point, him because he was still on. Well, and we were talking like, if for some reason midday, any of us is like, you know what, let's just like sit it out and watch another Broadway show. Like, we w- we could have made that decision. We didn't, but yeah, it, and just we like, threw it out there just for perspective. Because Moulin Rouge is not like if you've seen the movie, you know the storyline. But like, it's not like the top of my list to see that necessarily. It's not my type of musical that I love to see. But um, it did win ten of the fourteen Tonys it was Dang. nominated for in twenty nineteen. So like, anytime a show is able to do that, you know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the price for it right now is actually not that bad. Now, I say this because I know 
Leanne has a limited <laughs> mind on what price of Broadway tickets are. I do. And I have I have only one example. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Hamilton is a hard show to get into. So that's why it's so expensive. But tickets to this show are like half of what we paid for Hamilton. And I'm like, we have to go see this. Yeah. We have to. And then this morning, just to like kick it off, you know, guys. Yeah, to just drive the knife, the good knife and deeper. I'm already like trying to convince myself to make this happen. Like, how can I financially make this happen? And then this morning they released that Ben Platt is going to be coming to Broadway for another limited limited time to perform Dang. in Parade, which, and then they released this freaking clip of him and, um, I can't even think of the actress's name at the moment, um, singing this piece from it. And I like read the whole article and apparently they were in some like, oh, they were in New York City Center in the middle of winter and they weren't going to be singing it live, but Ben and the other lady were like, no, we have to sing this live. So in the clip that they released is like them actually singing live in freezing cold weather to Dang. this song. And I'm like, are you so you, I oh, my gosh, I literally told my roommates I was like, I've seen Ben Platt live and I would hands down see him live like any chance I could. Mm-hmm. But the fact that like him and Aaron Tveit are going to be on Broadway at the same time, guys, if there's any if there's any time to go see a Broadway show, it's in the next two months. Go do it. Sweeney like, Sweeney Todd will have opened yeah. by next month too, Josh right? Josh Groban's in that. So mm-hmm. yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, how do I choose? <laughs> how do I do this? Yeah. Um, in similar news, uh, which I can't remember if I've told our friends now or not, but I think I have convinced my sister. That what she wants to do for her birthday is go to New York to go see Hamilton. <laughs> so we are actively planning a sister's trip there in you order go. to make that happen. <laughs> oh, and I don't know that I said anything to our friends, but I'm actually going to see Hamilton next week again. Yes. Okay. This is the traveling tour version, right? Because you will yes. be seeing it in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, which will that'll be, good be that'll be I've interesting. Only, I've only seen um, Miguel as Hamilton oh, Miguel. twice. Yeah, I love so him it'll so be much. it'll be kind of cool to see like a new perspective. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, I completely agree. Man, oh, what an exciting couple of months we have coming up here. I know, I know. Uh, um, I just have to like financially make sure it's good. I did. I did text another friend and she's like, is this a wise like financial decision? Like, okay. you know, you don't need I that don't kind know. of negativity. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I just found out my roommate has a friend that lives in New York and her friend has been asking her to come visit. So it's like, if she'll let us just crash on her floor, I will sleep on the floor if I have to. Yeah. Then really what, what, what would take the most, um, then I would go see as many finances shows as would just be yeah you wouldn't have to spend money on that I'd be like hey roommates if you want to go to one show with me like pick the show you want to go to and then y'all just have fun I'll be on Broadway the whole weekend mm-hmm 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 yeah anyways back to that. what we're actually here for yes um we also got a couple of exciting packages each of us today um we will talk a little bit about that later but we also determined we both got Amazon packages today too we did what did you get in your Amazon package? Um, well, I got 
new toothbrush filter or heads for my toothbrush and then practical um, filters for my coffee my pour over coffee i make every day also and practical a tens unit a what a tens unit i uh don't know for what those is. for those of our friends out there who has no idea what that is why don't you explain it for the group it's essentially and it probably was going to be my recommend to a friend someday um but oh. it's essentially it can still be a muscle stimulator so like like if you've heard of like cupping like that that mm-hmm. um chiropractors i think use or massagers yeah um it has it's essentially like that's one of the functions like there's a bunch of different functions there's like that there's kneading there's acupuncture but it like if you put these pads in the correct spot um it helps like stimulate that muscle and I've been having some issues with my hand and my wrist um, mm-hmm. that I think could be carpal tunnel. And somebody told me to try this and I did. And it actually works wonders on my wrist. So, wow. Yeah. You can buy them for like 35 bucks on Amazon. I mean, it's not the greatest, but it does the job. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, sweet. Okay. Well, now I know. Now you know. I know. Um, Okay. For my Amazon package, I bought a book and then I bought some nifty gifties for my friends. So nifty gifties, little nifty gifties. Those office fans out there will know what I'm talking about. Um, They are um, the one thing that drives me nuts. I'm, I'm not like I don't have issues with like sensory things just like I really don't have like a texture issue with food but the one thing that'll drive me nuts is when I'm washing my face the water trickling down my yes. arms it oh, will literally scrunchies didn't you yes it will keep me from washing my face because I think about how frustrated it makes me that there will be water all over the counter and floor because of the water just running down my arms so I bought a little three pack of scrunchies that you can wear as like little wristbands. And uh, the three pack was pink, gray, and white. One of my girlfriends is very much a pink person. So I'll give her the pink one. And my other friend loves like blacks and stuff. So I'll give her the gray one. And then I'll keep the white one. And each of us will be able to have our own little scrunchy scarves, things, whatever. the To put on our wrists so that when we're washing our face, all of the wa- water from our hands as we lift them up to our face will be absorbed or at least the majority. I'm not expecting it to work like 100% every time, but we'll eliminate a lot of the runoff from the water. Nice. You love to let me cool? know how those, how those work. I will. I will let you know. Um, I bought the ones that look more like, they're still towel. They're like, they're called towel scrunchies. There's ones that look legit like scrunchies. Um, those are the ones I didn't buy. I bought the ones that are a little puffier than what like armbands from like sports look like. Okay. They're just a little bit puffier than that. They're not, like, as, like, close to the skin. Um, so I will let you know what I think of them. I'll give you guys, like, a review after I've used it. I just got them in today, though. So um, also, before we get into it, final final fun fact. Um, final fact. We, <laughs> final fact. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, <laughs> we uh, we loved going to the Preds game so much. Uh, Nashville Predators hockey You're going game. going again? We're going again Monday night. Um, uh, which is like five days away, um, because I found tickets on SeatGeek 
for like $11 a piece. And then once they nice. add taxes, it ends up being about the $20 that we spent the last time. Because we practically said like if any of us finds like tickets for 20 bucks, let's just go. So I yeah showed it to the girls and said, look what I found. They said, yes. So we're going. And I'm going to buy a Roman uh, Josie. I think it's Jose. Wait, is it Josie? Yeah. Roman Josie. Josie who is the captain of the Preds. Uh, I love him. I'm obsessed. He's married with a kid, so big red flag, but he's so cute. <laughs> I love him. And they're all like, they're all like Swedish, which is. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm loving in like your musical theater. Like, I was literally like, I'm right loving now. like your singing. So I need you to bring that out in this episode. Okay. <laughs> Let's start okay. with the episode recap to yeah. actually get into this episode. Should I sing it? No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. you should lead us in. <laughs> episode recap. Just the whole episode. That's all I do. Um, People I, like turn it off. They're like, no. they're like, yeah, worst episode ever. <laughs> this is the day we get canceled. Uh, anyways, um, we watched season six, episode three, titled "The One with Ross's Denial." Why are these all about Ross? Goodness. Um, okay, written by Seth Kurland, directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on October seventh, nineteen ninety nine. Monica and Chandler argue about what to do with Rachel's room after she moves out, and Ross suggests that Rachel move in with him. This episode, man. This episode. Okay. We start off with a soft open. Chandler comes into the girls' apartment to Monica and Phoebe, timing Joey on how long he can hold his breath, and they are just amazed that he's over the four-minute mark. And like, I, I think we all did at some point in our early childhood, he has his like cheeks puffed out to look like he's holding his breath, like to the, to the eye. But Chandler, his roommate, his best friend, his buddy, he knows his tricks and he heads right over there, plugs his nose and Joey lasts maybe like a second before the game is up. And he's like, he's done. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've all tried to. He was not doing very well at it. No, I mean, I think to the audience, it had to be very clear that he was faking it so that yeah. we would know, like, what was happening. Um, And I think I I can guarantee that I definitely tried to pull one over on my sister at some point with the same trick. I didn't maybe puff out my cheeks, but I definitely breathed through my nose while holding, while, while like, oh, looking yeah, like I was sure. holding my breath. <laughs> Um, so all you real ones out there, all you firstborns that were trying to one up, like pull one over on your siblings. I got you. I understand you. (laughs) Now, Rachel pops out from her room at this point to ask if she can move in with Phoebe. She's like, hey, duh, great idea. And we finally learn about this mysterious roommate that she has never mentioned before. And her friends are very confused. We've hinted at her before. It's Denise. Yeah. Denise, her roommate. And she was like, because you guys never listen. Like, never listen. Denise, Denise. Like, she's so frustrated with the friends. <laughs> they, like, and yet, call like, her out. Yeah, they're like, why have we never heard about Denise before? That's She's like, because you don't listen. <laughs> like, nobody knows. And I feel like, I feel like to some degree, like, that's, this is me. Like, I think for the first time during the last Preds game, I finally like told my friends what my roommate's name was no yes seriously 
Well, because I was just like, yeah, my roommate, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she blah, blah, blah. And like, they're like, wait, that, who? Who is wait, that? have your when roommates I, like, not met your, have your, I no. mean, have your nope. friends not met your roommate? Nope. Is your Couldn't roommate ever a- home? Yes. All the time. All the time. Yes. They would not pick her out of a crowd. Nice. Good to know. Isn't that interesting? I mean, and yeah. same thing both ways. I mean, it's the same thing both ways. It's it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, I feel like she is my Denise. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, I just had was having like flash. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is I think this is me. So. Um. So with the obvious no from Phoebe, Joey invites Rachel. But he puts the cart way before the horse and de- makes her pretty much decline. Um, on account of naked Thursdays. Yeah. He throws that out there way too early. Yeah, so quick. Yes. Very quickly. Top of the matter, like, to him. Um, but she's immediately turned off. Um, which As any female would be. Any female. And and it's funny because, like, you'd think, like, I kind of thought, because I couldn't remember this part of the storyline, you kind of think, like, maybe he made it up for Rachel. But it is, in fact, a thing because Chandler then, back, like, comes at him and is like, I thought that was our thing. <laughs> right. And you're like... Oh no, that is real. Like that is a legit. <laughs> that's that's a, legitimate a legit thing that him and Chandler would do, which is yeah, so it's, weird. It's a little scary, but it's a really funny. Like this soft open was pretty good. I liked it a lot. It was funny, yeah. It was. Um, so we go into the main part of the episode. We start off in the cafe, and Phoebe finds Ross sitting in an unusual but not completely unfamiliar spot for our group. And asks him how it went with Rachel on account of the whole telling her about still being married thing. And he's like, oh, it went well. And she's like, you didn't tell him. Nope, he didn't tell her. And he kind of lo- like he kind of lobs his sto- like sob story over to her about being already up, like about her being upset and wanting to comfort her and not pile it on. Then they get into this whole discussion about the hug. And how the hug was a friend hug, but Phoebe is like, it's a classic it's it's practically an expression of like deep love like oh yes the symbolic gesture of love the hug like and he's trying to insist like this is a friend thing and she is very much like you're a liar right <laughs> you absolutely feel something for her and that's going to carry on throughout the rest of the episode this storyline really between more than just them two but it's definitely going to continue on with them yeah, but I think I think we were on to something last episode when we talked about that hug. Like why yes. they named it the way they did. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah, yes, I feel like this just right. like solidified like I think we might be correct. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. That is a great point to bring up cuz I forgot to connect it back. Yeah, great. So upstairs in the girls' apartment, Joey comes in to find Monica and Chandler in the kitchen. And gives Chandler the message from the call that he missed, but he didn't get the name of the person, which is really the whole point of taking a message for someone. Um, For those of you (laughs) that did not grow up in a household that had a house phone, there's this thing called landlines. (laughs) 
there was one tele there was one telephone for the entire household. So when someone called, if you picked up the phone, it was your responsibility to find out who it was, what the phone number was, and what the call was regarding, and make sure that that got to the person that the call was for. I understand that nowadays with cell phones, that is a very unfamiliar concept. Like yes. even like. It might sound dumb to those of you that did it, but having to explain it to someone who has never had a landline, my house will probably, actually, it might because I'm becoming really crunchy, but like most households that are growing up now that came from the technology era, they just all have individual cell phones. Right. And for just like an an added thing, a lot of them had cords. So you couldn't like leave the wall. Yes. You, you were connected to that you device. You only go so far. It's so crazy. We've come such a long way. We've so come far. such a long way. Man. Okay. So Monica mentions that Rachel's room is going to be vacant. So Joey leaves, obviously, because he's like, you know, he storms out because Chandler's like, oh, who called? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> he like storms <laughs> out. So they're obviously still sitting there. Monica mentions like Rachel's room's going to be vacant and like let's talk about what to do with it when you like completely move in. Monica is 100% her recommendation guest bedroom. It's a guest bedroom. People can come visit. It can practically practically be like a mini motel. The mini yeah, Monica she's got motel. It, like fully designed in her mind already. Yes. Every version of towel category yep. would be represented in this type of room. That's how yep. far out she's planned. But she His hasn't recommend- thought too much about it. Right. No, no, no. Still still up for discussion. Um, however, when we find out what Chandler wants to do with it, he wants to turn it into a game room. Like get all old arcade games. It could be like a, a game room den type area. She just flat out says no. Not even, like, an entertainment of, like, let's talk yeah. about it. She just says no. So, like, and our, our, like, theory on them not communicating well is carrying. A hundred percent. It's, like, their main issue as a couple. Yeah. <laughs> and she does not understand what he has against the beautiful guest room. And he doesn't get why. She can't even entertain the idea of, like, a vintage game in the room. So he's, like... What better place to put, like, a vintage game than a vintage, like, bedroom? Like, perfect. And they are, like, full-blown fighting by the end of the scene. Chandler is so mad that he storms out. And he saunters over. Like, we immediately follow him over into the guy's apartment. He saunters over to sulk about the fight. And Joey decides, like, this is the moment to, like, but you're still, like, moving out, right? Because I just took my ad out of the paper. And he shows his ad that he took in the paper for the empty room. And it says, female roommate wanted, non-smoker, non-ugly. Yeah. (laughs) Which my immediate response, you know, as a woman is like, wow, Joey. But Chandler loves it. (laughs) Of course he does. He's like, nice. Um, And that's pretty much like, it's a really short scene. Did you have anything? Yeah. So the only like real fact that I could um, like really find or like really even notice um, so Chandler talks about getting an old arcade game for that room, you know, like vintage or whatever. Well, in a yes. later episode coming up, Phoebe mm-hmm. actually does buy Mrs. Pac-Man for Monica and Chandler as a wedding present. Oh, great so call out. does end up getting a vintage game. It just takes a little bit of time. 
if you could get any type of game that you would find at like a arcade, um, fun bar, like where they have arcades and stuff, like what? Think out, like think throughout the whole gamut of things that you can play. Like if you go to, um, what's that big adult one that people go to that's like for um, adults? Like Dave and Buster's? Yes, like a Dave and Buster's. Like if you could have any one of those games in your house, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, and it's not even digital. I would want, and if I had the space, I would want, I think it's called Ski Ball. <laughs> Did I say that? Oh right? my gosh. That was my answer. <laughs> the one with the circles? Yes, the balls that you throw into yes. the, the target. Yes. A hundred percent. I have Googled how much it would cost, and it's only a couple of grand. Only. Okay, it's like it's like five grand. But it's like the full length one, like a legit full length, not like the nice. shorty little ones. Yeah. That was a hundred percent my answer. Awesome. That is Look amazing. So what we need to do <laughs> is live together and then go in on one ski ball machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and can't then we believe just always you... play each other, like we'd be opponents. That's why I was trying to say think outside the box because I was a hundred percent sure that you were gonna say something like a game, like an individual like some type of you know like pinball or something that is no. so funny that you said that i was not expecting that that's amazing <laughs> look at us look at us besties cool that's that's what i would pick as well obviously since i freaked out um okay so then that scene is kind of done so we jump downstairs back to the cafe and rachel finds phoebe um swamped <laughs> trying to move the pencil with her mind um, she picks it up immediately and she's like, oh, it worked. But she wants Phoebe's help because the roommate situation is horrible. And Llewellyn, did you get maybe some flashes to, like, it kind of reminded me of the, of the dating landscape as well. Did it, <laughs> did it like trigger that for you when it says like this roommate is like, this roommate situation is horrible. I was like, so is the, so is the dating landscape on the apps. Did you also get I that? Mean... <laughs> I mean, yes, like, yeah, I also got, but I also got like the, I was thinking um, just how thankful I am that we have like online, how like we can search for like housing online now. Um, just like the idea of like having to open a newspaper and then read a little blurb that somebody wrote and then call a number True. to like then figure out if I even want to live with this person. Like that just sounds like a nightmare to me. So I'm yeah. just so thankful that we, like, have the technology that allows us to read those blurbs, but then also, like, see pictures of the house before I even have to go see this person or even talk to this person. Yeah, that is accurate, for sure. But I could, I can see the parallel that you're drawing with dating, because, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, agreed. Um, now, all the roommates that she reads about, she's like, the rooms seem great, but the roommates are all weird. And then, I mean, it's a classic storyline. She reads Joey's. She's like, I mean, listen to this one. And it's Joey's ad, which is so funny. Which but is funny, my, but also like... Wouldn't the, she recognize the, 90s, the number? Right. The, it, you knew everybody's number back then. At least yes. your close friends. That's ex that's immediately with her. I was like, shouldn't she have recognized the phone number attached? Like, that was the only way to get a hold of them. Yeah. Look at us calling them out. Right. I, yeah. And location, too. Like, doesn't it kind of say, like, the location? So you would have... <laughs> Probably. Maybe like, loosely, just so people can, yeah. like, come like stalk it, your yeah. house. No, for sure. 
Yeah. Um, now, Phoebe thinks she's found one, but when she reads it, it's like maybe not the best situation for Rachel. Um, yeah, but she doesn't like skirt at the part that she should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is it? The location instead and not not the fact that they're like Satan worshippers? Yeah. yeah. That the Satan worshippers <laughs> were encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Now, Ross comes in and asks if she's still looking because there's a guy at his work who's going um, to go on a, a dig for two years and needs to sublet. Like, this is the perfect situation. Oh, for sure. And I think the way that Ross described the dig, it sounds like Pompeii. Yeah. You know, where, like, the whole volcano erupted and it happened so fast that it, like, immediately encased everybody, like, therefore preserving them. It sounded like Pompeii. I just don't know why he couldn't say it. But I also don't know, like, what, like, when did those excavations start? So maybe it wasn't. Maybe they just were like, we need a situation and we, but it made me think Pompeii. Like, I immediately Googled it. But Rachel is, of course, pumped and gives, like, a huge hug that Phoebe clocks immediately. And she gives Ross these, like, eyes that, like, call him out for loving her. Like, she's communicating a lot with this eye stare. Um, And then asks him to, like, promise. Well, like, so she runs off to go call. And while they're talking about it and he's trying to, like, again, temper Phoebe down while she's, like, amping him up. She's like, just promise me you won't do anything stupid. Well, like a classic TV show. Simultaneously, Rachel comes back into the scene to announce that the apartment has already been sublet. And immediately, Ross throws out the idea to live with him. Yeah. Can I just say that Phoebe's facial expressions in this whole scene were (sighs) the best, I think, in the whole episode. Because they were just so accurate. And she's like, like, she... She had her own dialogue with simply mm-hmm. her face. And it was Yes. It was perfect. She did so well in this scene. Um now we we continue the scene because it kind of cuts to what we can assume was a commercial back in the nineties. Um we continue the scene and she's like Rachel is very over the top, thankful, like yeah. to Ross. Which, like, with, 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 like, Ross eats it up completely, and Phoebe is, like, not thrilled with this at all. And she, like, even kind of verbalizes it a little bit. Um, like, really? Like, ooh. And, but Phoebe, like, chooses to really hold back her words, except for she does lie about how Denise got to be living with her um, to Ross. So when Rachel finally leaves, they kind of have this little, like, powwow on the couch about it. And she, like, I'm surprised she doesn't, like, really lay into him. But she does try and, like, throw out this fake story about, like, you know, that's how Denise came to live with me. And then, like, weaves this whole tale that's untrue because she's just trying to, like, prove her point. It's kind of, it's funny, but, like, it it didn't need to happen. But that's just where we were. So Uh, now we're going to catch up with the Monica Chandler storyline. Chandler comes back over to the girls' apartment apologizing um he's kind of saying like when i played those games as a kid it was because i couldn't get girls and then he's sort of like stumbling through his words until she like stops him <laughs> like chandler stop <laughs> and apologizes to him offering that they should like easily be able to find a mutual use for the room together like they should be able to communicate about it together 
which they struggle with immediately, once again, honing in on the fact that communication maybe isn't their strongest suit. Yeah. Now, he suggests, like, okay, maybe they talk about changes they can make to the living room, which you can see her tense up. Like, her body tenses immediately. Yeah. And he's saying, I need room for my chair. And she wasn't aware he was bringing his Barca lounger over. And she, like, didn't account for that. So she tries to convince him to, like, keep them both together. But then, like, he's like, great, then they'll both come over here. But then he's like, no, but what about Joey? And so she, like, can, like, tries to say, like, keep them both at Joey's. And he's like, okay, so then I get nothing. Like, I just, I bring none of my stuff over. And she argues back, like, about the chair not fitting her aesthetic. And he kind of doubles down on not bringing anything over to mess up the aesthetic of grandma's place. Ooh. Yeah. Low burn. Yes. And while this conversation is happening, over in the guy's apartment, Joey's giving a tour to some girl about, like, the empty room. And that's when Chandler brings over the continued story from what him and Monica just went through, announcing, I'm staying, I'm taking the room. And Joey doesn't, like, immediately act on that discovery and continues his conversation with the girl. Like, he doesn't want to lose her um, because it was also, like, a very like abrupt thing for Chandler to bring into yeah. like the conversation. So he just kind of like, Oh, he's a guy that kind of wants it. But like, I think, I think you're, I think you're going to be okay. And we kind of like leave that story there right now. So meanwhile, Ross, the good sibling is clearing stuff. <laughs> well, if you think about it, I've never noticed this contrast between the two siblings until this round of watching it. At the same time that Monica and Chandler are having a conversation about how they, like, Monica refuses to budge on her stuff to allow Chandler to come in, Ross at the same time is literally clearing stuff out of the way for Rachel to be able to move in. Yeah, that's true. It's it's simultaneously happening. So he's like really sweet. He's like, hey, I'm just I'm just clearing out some of my stuff so that you have room to put stuff in. I mean, he's in the living room. He's not like you have to keep everything like in your bedroom he's like yeah, literally like he making the whole like yes. the whole bookcase for her he's making room for her which i actually think is really sweet and and it does again show the contrast between the two siblings and how they're handling you know their relational dynamics um but rachel comes in with good news uh to her the couple chandler and monica are calling it off um are calling off the move-in and she's staying but ross <laughs> Ross is mad at it because he loves her, obviously, which Phoebe has been trying to point out. So he literally rushes over to the friend's apartment building, drags Chandler in to go see Monica in the girl's apartment and sits them down for a little relationship triage. The couple is like acting like children and he's trying to like talk talk them down about over a room. What's more important, love or silliness like he is he is adamantly trying to get them to make the decision to stay so that Rachel can move in with him and he walks them right up to the part before the apology happens like they they he gets them to both agree 
and he walks them right up and then boom, he jumps out of his seat and he's like, a verbal contract is binding in the state of New York. And then he just rushes out of the room. I laughed so hard at this scene. Okay. While this scene was cringy, because Ross was cringy, let's be real. I mean, he was, I yeah. cackled so loud. And I yes. need you to know, I forgot we were recording today until halfway through my work day. So I had to watch it at work because I didn't have time to watch it after work. So I did what I said I wouldn't do anymore. And I laughed out loud in my office dead silent in the office so here we are and i need to stop watching it in my office because i like i laughed so loud that i had to pause the episode to make sure nobody was going to come in my office dang and then i had promptly closed my door and finished watching it very nice very nice it was a f- that that scene was so funny to me it was hilarious how fast he got up and they were like they were like, what just happened? Like their faces said everything. It was so good. So so we can assume because he jetted out of the room, right? He like, ba- I mean, just he's out of there that yeah. he's going to go find Rachel. So we pan downstairs to the cafe. Gunther is chatting it up with Rachel, asking about her needing a place. Like, hey, heard you needed a place. She's like, yeah. Um. Uh, She's like, oh, yeah, I did. But like, turns out I'm not going to need it. And he mentions she like, no, go ahead. And so he mentions that he was going to offer his place, but like gets scared off when he's going to be discovered as like wanting her to move in like with him. Yeah. Because she says, oh, where are you going? (laughs) He's like, nowhere. (laughs) Like, shoot. Um, But. As he bails from the conversation, Ross approaches to tell her this updated news. Um, But by the time, like, all of this has transpired, she's already started to reconsider his offer due to the weirdness. And you can tell he's, like, trying to, he's freaking out and trying to, like, pacify her fears. And he, he also, like, fishes for her feelings towards him about being in that place, you know, like they've been talking about in the episode. Right. And then she brings up the fact that at some point they'll date again, which he misunderstands to mean the two of them together. He's both kind of, like, pleased and also, like, wow, that's very assumptory. Like, you're, you're assuming a lot, like, yourself without having me have any say. But he's also probably thrilled about it because he loves her. Um, but she corrects him. Because she's like, yeah, and then I'll put a little sock on the door. And then, like, he's literally answering her, like, just to get her in the place. You can tell he doesn't love it. He's like, I hadn't thought about that before. So he's, like, trying. He's, like, doesn't want to face that reality, but also wants her to be close. Yeah. He's torn. You can tell. Yeah. And he didn't realize it until she's, like... I don't feel that way towards you. And what if I start dating somebody and you're going to have to be like front witness, like front row witness to it. And he's like, well, I I don't love that. It's like he's so in love with her. So obliviously love in love with her that he has to have somebody spell it out like. Like plain as day, like here are the ABCs of how much you love Rachel, which we are going to see in just a little bit. And I think you're absolutely right. But before we get there, we go back up to the girls' apartment. It's a lot between, like, the cafe, girls, and guys. It's pretty triangular in this episode. So 
it's kind of a repeat to before where once again Ross drags Chandler over to see Monica but but oh how his tune has changed <laughs> he's like yes it is a big deal and what's the rush are you sure and the couple kind of like cracks up because they think he's joking and they mentioned the silliness that he's like look Ross is like doing the silliness he tries to really break it down for him for them but he really fails to get them to see like his side his yeah. new side of things and he storms right out and obviously like they talk about it the couple isn't worried Monica grabs Chandler to see something and they kind of like prance. She's like, let me show you something. They like prance into the living room. It's so cute where Monica shows him a square outline. What I love about this is like she has thoughtfully considered where to put his Barca lounger. She spells it out. She's like, it's the same like steps between the TV and the fridge. Like she's like, it's central to the room. It gives you enough access to the fridge and in front of the TV, like, she has considered him thoughtfully. And I love that about this part of the scene. Yeah. And then Chandler has to take it. <laughs> and he starts talking about changes he wants to make to the master bedroom. He wants a big road sign. The ones that say merge. Because that's him and Monica. They are merging together. Mm. And Monica, of course, hates it. Um, because one, they're not in college anymore. I'm adding this. Um, and also, that definitely doesn't go with any aesthetics <laughs> for no anybody, really. And the way he says merge is funny. And then she says no in the same manner. And yes. if you watch him close enough, you can see Courtney actually like breaks character for a second to laugh. Oh, dang it. I missed that. It's That's like very catch. quick. But yeah. That's good. That's really good. Um, so we wrap up the main part of the episode in the cafe and Phoebe is singing again. <laughs> Here's another part I cackled out loud in my office. It was funny. It was fun to see Phoebe sing again because it has been a while. It's been a minute. Since we've seen her like play in the cafe or sing at all. She's singing about a little black curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> gross. Oh, and Ross was eating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, when she finishes the song, you can see, like, Joey in the background. Um, he gets up and, like, goes to chat it up with Phoebe afterwards. And while while they're up, Ross asks Rachel, like, where everyone else is at. And she's like, Monica and Chandler are occupied. And she has to kind of spell it out what version of occupied they are. Um, and then Rachel's like hey, uh, like, why don't you give me your key? I'm going to go make copies. Um, and then she kind of is like, are you sure? Like, once it's made, there's no turning back. And he's like, get out of here before I change my mind, even though he, like, wants to change his mind. <laughs> yeah. But at this time, Joey comes back from talking with Phoebe, hears kind of this last part of the exchange, and even he asks about them moving in together. And Joey... I mean, we've said it a thousand times, Joey being the best of the friends that he is, explains like she'll fall in love with you if she moves in. And then when he asks, like, is that what you want? My f I think this is my favorite part of the whole episode. Phoebe loudly proclaims yes <laughs> into the mic. 
and we yeah. can tell yeah. we can tell she was eavesdropping and it like shocks everybody it yeah. like shocks chandler and or not chandler ross and joey they both kind of like startled look over and you can tell like they the 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 way that she moved during this part you could tell like she was cleaning up her stuff and just happened to say yes as she was moving like past the mic and the fact that it was like broadcast loudly it was it was so funny it was was perfect yeah i I had forgotten that it happened and i laughed so hard it was so good um now, as people are, like, as the audience and everybody, like, as we're all laughing at it, Rachel comes back in, um, the place is closed, and Joey's like, let me do this, bud. And he offers his place again. He's like, this is going to be better for you. Let me take it. And he's like, Rachel, why don't you move in with me? I was kidding about the naked, like, naked Thursdays. The only thing is that I, I now cannot remember the next if if i can't remember if she moves in with joey <laughs> well i know she lives with I, both of them at some point I, like but i think yeah. she does move in with joey because i don't think she lives with ross until they have emma okay because yes i think you're right i think i was just getting confused because he she like backed out on like the whole like naked day thing and he said something at the very end of it that seemed like like something that she wouldn't want to do well he said that makes sense like as long as you're not talking about naked wednesdays instead yeah and he's like it could be naked any day of the week or something and that to me i was like wait so does that like but and then i think it was like that combined i was like oh maybe it was just a joke but then the tag scene the tag scene is joey saying like hey like welcome back so she had to come back from the previous tour. This wasn't like a continued scene from previously. So it's Joey touring like the girl from before and asks more this time about a personality match and like plays like an association game and she fails his test on the last one. And then he's like, no, you can't. So I'm wondering, like, either the tag scene happened before the scene in the cafe, chronologically, because, like, it didn't make sense to me that they would end on a joke that was like, wait, are they moving in together? And then have this scene where Joey's still interviewing somebody. Yeah, it was probably just, it was probably just a callback to that. Yeah. Yeah. Give Joey another moment. Um, one thing about him giving that to her, I don't know if you caught it, but Hugsy was sitting on the couch Aww. in the back corner in the yellow couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just seems odd to me because like Joey, like Joey had a hard time telling his friends about Hugsy. Like, why would he have that sitting out while touring mm-hmm. the apartment? It That's just seemed point. odd, but. That is a great point. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about the episode? Um, the only only other thing is the Magna Doodle was the same as the last episode. It w- it was in fact a beach with a shark and a boat. I did see that too at the end. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, favorite scene. Um, I think <laughs> any of those moments that made me like literally cackle out loud. So the yes at the end. Um, 
Rosp <laughs> and his silliness. Like, yeah, I, I could, I, yes, those scenes. It was just, it was the little moments for me in this entire episode. I would agree. I think the fact that I laughed out loud several times, it was the Phoebe one at the end that got me, that like made me laugh so yeah. hard. Um, so I'm going to say that's my favorite, but definitely little nods to all the places that you mentioned too, that we were talking yeah. about throughout the episode. All right. Episode rating. Okay. So episode rating, I'm strictly going off of those little, those little yes. moments. Oh, okay. And I'm mm-hmm. saying how, how you doing? Um, because storyline and the overall um, like plot points, I could care less about. I thought it was actually quite boring. Um, oh, dang. But those little moments really raised it for me because they were so funny. Mm-hmm. And because like a lot of them came from Phoebe, which I feel like yes, she doesn't get as much attention as the rest of the friends do. So I loved... That, like, her facial expressions, her little, like, one-liners, her singing again, like, I felt like all of that really added to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm going to give it. Okay. I, obviously, very funny throughout the parts that were very funny. Like, that seemed to really get it. Um, I loved the, like, call-out of Phoebe to Ross continuation for some reason. These last couple episodes have actually been, like, hitting it for me. I feel like they've been very consistent. I wasn't bored at all. Um, so I'm going to continue the same rating that I gave last week of seven, 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 um, for all the reasons, I mean, all the reasons I've already talked about. I thought it was a solid episode. I thought it was funny. It, it gave you like a hiccup in the relationship dynamic, but Ross butting his head in because of his own like selfish gains. Like I thought that was funny. Um, Yeah. The only the only storyline I really didn't care about was the Joey part of it, but that's because they had to have him do something while they were going back and forth between like Chandler, like is he going to move in? Is he not going to move in? And is he going to move in? Is he not going to move in? So, um, pretty solid for me. Okay, post show wrap up. Trivia, Trivia time. time. Thank you. Okay, I just need you to know you. that with this with Uh-oh. this episode, we are finishing one color of trivia, <gasps> and there's three colors. Ooh! I started. Wow. To be fair, we might run out before. No. Yeah. To be fair, when we first started doing trivia, I was doing like a mixture. Like I would pull from a different one every time. But okay. Then I just got lazy. <laughs> okay. And I was like, let's just do one full color and then do another one. So we are over. Yeah. Anyways, that's a mute point. Which friend was a bell ringer for the Salvation Army? We just saw this episode. Phoebe. Phoebs. Don't even have to look. Phoebs. I know. Um, which friend massaged an old man with a pair of wooden spoons? <laughs> uh, Joey? Chandler. I feel like that's a Chandler thing. I know. It's neither. It's Ross. Okay. I guess I could see that. Dang it. That's a bummer. Yeah. No. Um, okay, social media spotlight. We've got a few. Um, we have, um, there's been a couple of people who have um, been just interacting with us on the daily um, calendar that we've been sharing in our stories. So thank you for doing like quick replies to those and letting us know like when you get the trivia right. So thanks for those. Um, 
we do have one new friend who interacted with us for the very first time by doing something new like that. Friend. Um, on Instagram, uh, the name is Aurora, Aurora, uh, Rabiola. So, um, I'm sorry if I'm announcing that wrong, but it's your first interaction with us. So thank you so much for interacting, um, and answering the trivia. Like, good for you. The, um, the Monday, um, the 9th, uh, was the one that I'm referring to. And that one was très difficile for me. So anyways, thank you. Uh, okay. We have a very special recommend to a friend this <gasps> yes, week. We do. Can I give a little bit of backstory? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So we were reached out to via email about a product collaboration opportunity maybe is how i'm gonna say it um as you guys probably know we don't really bring in any money from things outside of um ads and those are residual and small to say the least um and even this opportunity i will say um is not like a um we're not getting paid for anything residually from this recommend to a friend um we were reached out to by a pr firm who represent uh international delight creamer um so international delight it's a company they have released a creamer that is in collaboration with warner brothers and themed based on the show friends so um they sent us as part of uh, a promotion thing. <laughs> um, they each sent, they sent the both of us to our different houses, our own containers of this product, of this creamer. So, Llewellyn, do you want to tell us what it's called? Yeah, so um, it's from International and the flavor, and it's called Manhattan Hazelnut Mocha Creamer. Yes. It is and it's offered. So cute. It's so cute. Okay, their branding, you guys, is friends themed. So on the front, it's like an animated version of the friend sitting on the couch with the umbrellas. And then on the back, there is, at least on the non sugar free version, on the regular version, there is a um, little coffee cup and the yellow frame that surrounds the door. Um, all themes, like all friends themed, all branded. Yeah, I think it's accordingly. Says, uh... We were on a coffee break in the frame. Yes. And then the mug says, how you doing? So it has like the little, just like ties in little things. Yes. It's so cute. So this International Delight, um, it's their third limited edition creamer collaboration with Warner Brothers in just two years. So in December 2020, um, this creamer brand released a seasonal line of creamers inspired by Buddy the Elf from the classic holiday movie Elf. And then just in 2022, International Delight uh, debuted a Wonka Whipple Scrumptious Fudgy Caramel Creamer. Um, That's a mouthful. Yes, with um, the iconic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as its muse. And then now the Friends Hazelnut Mocha um, is uh, on store shelves for you to find. So because they sent to it, sent it to us we promised that we would um give a review of what we thought and it's going to be our recommend to a friend so we both got the 
regular kind. I will say they do offer it in sugar-free, so just know that that is available. Um, But Llewellyn tried it in a hot coffee, and I tried it in an iced coffee, and so we're both going to give our our thoughts, our opinions, um, like qualifiers that may be um, coloring our feedback a little bit. So Llewellyn, do you want to go first? Yeah, so... I'm just going to give the disclaimer um, that I generally... Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll give this first. I'm dairy-free, which I think everybody knows. Um, So I don't typically buy creamers like this um, to start with. Um, Also, I don't necessarily love flavor in my coffee. And I'm not a big sweet person in my coffee. So knowing all of that... Oh, and I'm also not a mocha fan. I, I don't mind mocha, but it's not, like, something that I choose. So, okay, so with all of that aside, um, I can honestly say it's not my favorite. However, I can see, like, I did I did taste the mocha. It definitely has the mocha taste. I didn't taste a whole lot of hazelnut. Um, to be fair, I haven't had hazelnut in a while, so maybe I'm just, like, not picking it up that much. Um but I wasn't a huge fan of it. I actually, my roommates were both here when I was trying it. And so I had them both try it as well. And they kind of said the same thing. But we, none of us really drink things that are sweet or have flavor in them to start with. So um, we were kind of already starting at like a, a negative standpoint. Um, but I think if you enjoy mocha and if you like a hint of hazelnut, I think you would you would like it. Um, I am... I want to know if it tastes better in an iced beverage because I think I might enjoy it in something iced just because when I drink iced beverages, um, I tend to like them to be a little bit sweeter just because I think it helps with the bitterness. But I don't know. I feel like this is a terrible review and I hate that because this was such a generous thing for them to be to like be willing to send it to us for free. And if I am going to end this on a high note, which I will. I just have to like praise their marketing team because I think their the design of the bottle is amazing. I think it's so cute. The color is like the perfect purple. Um, all the way down to like the handwritten notes that they sent us, which were so sweet. And like they used terms like pivot and, you know, like enjoy a break, like that type of stuff in it. And it's I think that's really sweet and it's a nice touch. Um, and I'm just honored that they even thought of us. Um but this wouldn't be recommended to a friend if we weren't giving you honest reviews. So that's my honest review of this creamer. Um, take it or leave it as you will. But there you go. What about you? Okay. I will go on the, com- not the complete other side of the spectrum, but for context for me, I don't regularly drink coffee anymore. Um, and even when I have, it's been like cold brews with maybe some cold foam on top. And that's few and far between. I have not drank coffee consistently for probably over nine months now, maybe. Um, I will say that maybe because it was coffee for the first time and hazelnut was um, a flavor that my mom loved. So we had it at our house constantly. And I am semi-partial to mochas um 
I usually prefer the ones that are a little bit more earthy as opposed to sweet mochas. Um, but because of the hazelnutty of it, I think your assessment of the flavor profile was accurate. It's a little bit more mocha than hazelnut, but there definitely is like a hazelnut undertone to it. And I really liked the balance of the two together. I did like that it wasn't fully hazelnut and it wasn't fully mocha. It was a combination of the two. Um, I thought in iced coffee, it went really well. Um, I liked the flavor of it. It is pretty sweet. So if I were to purchase my own, I would probably go with the sugar free just to try and um, help limit the sugar intake. But I actually liked the tasting notes on this. I thought it was really well balanced. Um, I kind of poured it a, li a little heavy in my coffee so that I could taste the actual creamer itself because um, I didn't want it to be completely blinded by like the flavor of the coffee. Um, normally I wouldn't do as heavy of a pour, but I really did want to try and get like an accurate like flavor profile on it. Um, and I, so I did like it. Um, if I drink coffee on a consistent basis while it's out and while it's, um, like a limited release, um, if I did buy creamer, I would probably buy this one again. Cause I felt like it was a good combination of different flavors that I like, but sometimes have a hard time with them being, like all hazelnut or all vanilla. So I really did like the marrying of the two flavors. So I think if you like hazelnut or if you like mocha or maybe um, like a combination of those two, I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Um, so I would recommend it to a friend and I echo Llewellyn's sentiments of the PR team did fabulous, um, very well communicated. The handwritten notes were really sweet. Um, their branding was awesome. Um, I mean, even, uh, we will attach, we'll, we'll attach like their press release. Um, so you can read up a little bit more on it, but it's very branded to friends. Um, it starts off with cue the fountain and pop open the umbrellas. Like it's very friends themed, which of course we're obsessed with, um, and really honored that they would think of us. And, um, but yeah, we give honest reviews and want to make sure that we're not just promoting something just because we um, like got the product. But I'm really grateful for the International Delight team, as well as the PR person that we were in contact with for um, giving us the free bottles. Um, yeah, again, we want to be transparent to as well. Be yeah. Asked. Yes. So, thank you for sending us the product. Um, really grateful that we got to try it. And I think we were just thrilled that we were considered for yeah. something like this. So I was geeking out about it when it came in and texted Llewellyn immediately. It was like, oh my gosh, this is our very first. And it came so fast. So fast. Very first collaboration, very first opportunity, and just really and excited to also, be a part like, of it. Also, like, might I add, I was fully expecting, because International Delight does those little, like, sample cups. I was fully expecting us to get like sample cups, not like yeah. a legit bottle, like a legit thirty-two ounce in, bottle, like cold package. Yes, all, the whole nine yards. Yes, it was so yeah. nice. Like this is incredible. Yeah. So thank you, International Delight. Thank you. Um, I don't want to like I don't want to give our person's name in case they don't want it, but you yeah. know who you are. <laughs> thank you. Um, for reaching out to us. We really appreciate it. Um, thrilled to be considered for something like this. So um, yeah, so we will officially say um, that if you want to see for yourself how you like it and you love things friends, 
try looking for the new International Delight Friends Manhattan Hazelnut Mocha Creamer in your stores today. Um, We recommend trying it to a friend. Yeah. Love that. I'm so excited about it. Um, Okay. Next week, we are going to cover the one where Joey loses his insurance. So bad. And Llewellyn's going to be back on the reins for leading. Oh, I am. (laughs) You are. Here we are. All right, (laughs) y'all. I guess we'll see you then next week on the One of the Friends podcast.